There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It was our last night that we break up. I see you till I see in the dust. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 1071. This is the place for entertainment, um, and um, we got to talk about what we're watching on TV, because it's time for Boobs on Tubes. Boobs on Tubes, what are you watching? Boobs on Tubes. Boobs on Tubes, what are you watching? Boobs on Tubes. Yeah, so I figured it was about time that we check in with the audience, Don, because we haven't in a while on what people are watching. It's kind of a weird time. It's summer, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Hot time, summer in the city. Yes. People not watching very much at all, but they are, because what else are you doing with your life? You love TV like we do, or movies. We did talk a lot about the movies over the last couple of weeks, of course, Barbenheimer. But thought we should do a little check-in, 651-641-1071. Let us know what you're watching or what you really think we should put on our list. To that end, specifically, I'm being selfish. We just finished the third season of Righteous Gemstones, finally. Mm. And by the way, if you need a show that you just want to enjoy that is like crazy slash like madcap, like if you ever were looking for a definition of madcap, the series Righteous Gemstones, you know, fits fits that term almost exactly because it is bizarre it is bizarre it is hilariously bizarre it is strange it is weird it goes places but at the end of the day weirdly bizarrely how many times can i use that word it's also extremely touching and warm who knew Okay. So I can't recommend that highly enough. But now that we're done with that, we got more stuff to put on the list. Dawn, I know you obviously are watching lots of TV and movies. Mike saw a movie last night, um, but feel free to join the conversation as well. You can do it on Twitter. You can send us an email. We'll add it to the conversation. Yes. Mike? What are you up to? Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, well, I every week we watch 90 Day Fiance. Oh, yeah. You love that universe. Oh, my gosh. So we have right now going on, there are three, but one of them we haven't started yet because we're saving it. Uh, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. So, uh, and then 90 Day Fiance the other way. So the other way is the one that we talked about as a family, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's that character. <laughs> Whatever happened oh. with that storyline? Okay, so we did speak with Christian, who's from the Twin Cities. Yeah, he was dating Cleo, who is a trans woman in the UK. Also, happens to be uh, she's autistic, and it seems to be in the plot line of the show that they're really struggling with how to date each other and him he he's not really 
he's learning how to deal with an autistic person. Hmm. Uh, so that is half of the plot. You know, going places where she's overstimulated is not a great place. You know, like a bar with a bunch of super bright lights and she's just kind of an introvert. And he's more, he's like life of the party type of a guy. Yeah, in the intro episode, she walks through the streets with headphones on frequently to sort of drown out the noise and distraction, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, just their first couple of dates haven't been really that great. He also was talking to some other women in the bar, which he, you know, to give him credit, like there was a group of girls, but it was a small bar and he was just trying to be friendly and going, hey, where are you guys? Oh, what are you celebrating? You know, he's like Mr. Life of the Party. It's totally So it's just sort of that sort of offended her. Mm. There's also some concerns about their intimacy Mm. that um, it doesn't seem to be moving forward. And I know there's a lot of judgment online about that. But, um, yeah, it's not, uh, you know, you always have to take with a grain of salt. I always say, what what are they choosing to air? Because there's so much material and they choose to, you know, producers of the show, they create the story by by choosing what to put in the narrative about someone, you know, so there's a whole bunch of other stuff that we don't see. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, And then 90 day fiance before the 90 days is a show where it's like, this is the one that I kind, I love these two iterations of it because um, it's like before they commit to getting a K one visa. So it's them meeting for the first time and getting to know each other. Awesome. Uh, so in addition to those shows, we've got Lisa and Heather on the line. Let's go to Lisa first, Mike. Hey, Lisa, what you watching? Hi, Hi. I am watching um, season two of Schmigadoon on Apple. Oh, I forgot that that had a second season. Are you yes. loving it? It is fun. It's Schmicago. And it's so funny how they, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's so clever. And it's visually, it's just fun. Fun and the music is fun, and they they go between two different plots, and it's just it's they're so incredibly fun just to kick back and be entertained. Well, cool, and that's where it's like a real life musical. Is that yes. correct? Where they're just kind of yes. thrust into the world of their life as a musical. And it sounds yeah. like this season revolves around Chicago. If Chicago, Chicago. is what you portray yeah. it to be, but it's the if you don't like that dark theatrical don't don't let that turn you off because they bring in this other um like musical set and mm. that is just fun awesome. ah. yeah it'll be it'll make you laugh oh, fabulous well, we all need laughter yeah. thank you lisa let's go to heather heather has a suggestion for us as well we're talking about things we're watching right now hey heather what are you watching hi guys hi um, i know we're late to the game but my husband and i started the kaminsky method on netflix oh yeah. You have it? you guys watched that? No. Oh, my gosh. It has Michael it's Douglas, so, right? Or And, yes, and Alan Arkin, who is a genius, we mm, think. Yeah. Um, it's it's good. It's a, you know, they're aging, and they have this macho relationship, and one of them loses somebody close to them, and just how their friendship arc changes as, you know, uh, hard things start happening yeah. in life and it's funny like you cry and you laugh yeah. all in one show it's, i've only heard good things genius. about it yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely put well, it on your list thank you so much Thanks. heather for the kaminsky method and mike yeah before we head out we have to hear sure what you thought of uh a movie yes i saw the trailer for this during barbie mm-hmm. this is the new ninja turtles movie yes Teen- uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem and uh it's incredible 
It is, is it? really good. It's Seth, me, what or, you thought about it. It's Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Those are they're the the writing team behind it. They wrote it. Jeff Rowe directed it. But um, it's visually something I felt like I've never seen before. It's animated, but it's animated in the way that it's um. A, Kind of, everyone keeps saying the Into the Spider Verse kind of vibe, but it's different than that. It's okay. not that same layout. It's not that same drawing style, but it has got a similar feel to it because it's something I've never seen before. It's like weirdly, three D, yeah. not claymation, is not quite mm-hmm. the right term, at least from what I saw in the trailer. But yeah. like a different, a totally mm. different vibe, right? Absolutely, and they, but they did such a good job. I was talking. This is. This is my Barbie. Like I oh, loved okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I had, I have oh. a, I still at my mom's house have a tote just filled with turtles. Like I used to have every character you could have. Your so I know. So uh, and a half from a nostalgic standpoint, this was my jam. The the four actors they got to portray the 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 turtles were fantastic. They're all teenage, relatively unknown actors, oh, good. and they all do such a good job of like knowing the role each turtle is supposed to play, and they play it to a T. Seth yeah. uh, Rogen writing it, and Evan, they did a good job of saying, okay, this is what these characters are supposed to be. But then you have Jackie Chan as Splinter. He's just fantastic. <laughs> You've got uh, Seth Rogen plays Bebop. Uh, Rocksteady's played by John Cena. I mean, Paul Rudd is in this. The list goes on and on from celebrities and how good they and the, the huge cast. But again, the way these four individuals, as well as the actress who plays April O'Neil, I, it, it was just wow. really, really good. Um, right. they, and it's a wonderful foundation. They, they, this movie's coming out there's going to be a uh a paramount plus series for a couple of years oh, cool. and that's going to bridge a gap then to a second movie and All this right. is basically just rebooting the entire franchise you know oh, from the very great. beginning how they turned into mutant turtles and you find that out in this movie and it goes all the way until i love it it sounds like you know as uh as a loyal fan yeah you feel grateful and you appreciate the way they're rebooting this and they're being loyal to the to the story. Yes, it's completely different than the Michael Bay v- v- vibe and okay, the, some of the other works that have been done that are not <laughs> yeah. maybe a little less than. This is uh, right in line with what I feel like it should be. Awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for yeah. that review. And thanks to everyone who sent in what they're up to and what they're watching. Carrie just emailed us and said Deadlock on Amazon Prime. I don't know that show, but thanks for the recommendation. When we come back, Dawn, you are going to catch us up on what's going on with Savannah Chrisley. Who's Savannah Chrisley, you ask? <laughs> She's the daughter of Todd and what's her name? Julie. Julie. Oh, that's right. Julie Christie, because I was talking to Julie Christie. Anyway, we'll find out what she's up to when we come back right here on my talk. Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1, everything entertainment, Uh, everything. We do a little turn to the left here uh, on Wednesdays, and um, I interpret your dreams. Dream. Why do you tell me about your dream? I was back in high school, and I was supposed to take a test. I was naked at work again. I was driving my car, and I couldn't control it. Then, I fell off a cliff with Leonardo DiCaprio. Do you know what this dream means? Dreamweaver Dawn. Dreamweaver Dawn. Dawn, I just love that song. Yeah. Mm, you got any dreams that you want to interpret for us today? I get real excited. <laughs> I guess so. I do. Yeah. So before I get started here, if you dream something weird, just write it down, jot it down in the morning. And then uh, recall, this will help you when I interpret your dream. Recall what you did in the last 48 hours. And I will say, stay tuned for the end because I want to share something that happened in our own home because of your dream interpretations, Don. How's that for a tease? Oh my Let's gosh. get right to the fun. 
Oh my gosh, I can't wait. With... Is your dog Louise dreaming something? Yeah, she she wanted you to interpret her dream. Oh. Okay. Uh okay. no, we want to go right to Lacey because she sent in a dream dawn. Mm-hmm. And the dream goes like this. Hey Don. Last night in one of my dreams, I was in a tall circular silo-like building. It was filled with bookshelves. There was a rickety spiral staircase that wound up the entire inside of the building. As I climbed higher and higher, I could feel the metal of the staircase giving way. As I neared the top, the bookshelves and the staircase started collapsing around me. Oh, boy. I rode the falling debris down to a floor level where I could leap off to safety. Well, that sounds like fun. Uh, yeah. Terrifying at first, but ultimately fun. <laughs> yeah, Who you're safe, do that? right? Okay, so first we're going to break down the symbols in this dream. When you dream of a house, um, it's like some people dream of like their childhood home or a, a place. So a building itself or a house is a frame of mind that you were in in the last 48 hours. And then you can simply look at the top level as your super conscious mind. Your super conscious mind is the all-knowing part of yourself that connects to your creator, whether that be um, your bigger, whatever you believe. doesn't have to be anything religious. It can just be where you came from and how that relates to why you're here as a human being in this body at this time. So your super conscious mind knows everything. It knows the plan. It knows what you came down here to do and what you were here to learn. So that's at the top of the house. In the middle is your sub subconscious mind. This is your operating system where when you go to sleep, that's where the mind um, is taking all the information that you gathered in your waking life during the day. And it's processing it and it's going, hey, we got messages up here from the superconscious mind that says you should probably do that with this information. The lower levels of a house are your conscious mind. This is your conscious life experiences, your waking life. Okay. So through the levels of mind, some people have dreams of like staircases collapsing, which she did have in this dream. This is moving from super conscious to conscious mind really quickly. So it's, it can be literally the waking up process. People fall in their dreams. It's really just you coming back into consciousness. You're not going to die. There are rumors about that. So what we have here, so now that you know the basis of that, um, you know, when we're sleeping, you've got, and during the day, you know, you've got this feedback going from your conscious to your subconscious all the time, like looping back in and out. And that's what dreams are. Messages from your soul or subconscious, superconscious. That's a lot. Sorry about that. Do you get it though? Kind of a little bit. It's like a pyramid. Yeah. You know, I just, I just also felt like there had to be something positive about that because, you know, again, Mm -hmm. you were kind of riding it down and you were. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We're able to, able to jump off safely. Exactly. Some people can move quickly between their all yeah. of those levels of mind. 
Um, and sometimes it's comfortable and sometimes times it isn't. A silo, you look at the form and function of what something is. So storage. a silo is a storage, yes, and it stores usually grain. Which is food, and food is? Knowledge. knowledge. So, But it's unprocessed, all right? And books are actually information that you've acquired in your life through your five senses. So you've acquired this uh, information that's being stored in your mind, the frame of mind, which is the silo, but it only becomes knowledge whenever you apply it to your waking life. Like, we know these things. We've acquired all this knowledge, but what are you doing with it? And I think that's what you're dreaming about, Lacey. You're dreaming about the falling is really just like, okay, I'm moving quickly through this process to wake up. Um, but you're also dreaming about how are you using the knowledge that you've acquired in your everyday life mm-hmm. to improve your life and to move, you know, throughout life. So. Yeah. That's a very long answer to, and sort of complicated, but that's what I see. No, but I think it's pretty straightforward once you break down all the pieces, which is what you typically do with these dream interpretations. Yes. Okay. Lacey, I'm sure she's very excited to hear all of that. And by the way, if you're Lacey and this rings true or it it speaks to you in some way, let us know. Dawn likes to hear feedback. You can send her an email just like you can with your actual dream. Let's move to Doug. Doug has an email for you, Dawn, with a dream. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Doug says, hey, Dawn, I had a strange dream. Now, I have not read these dreams, so when I read them, I'm reading them for the first time, so I'm curious because he uses the word strange. Okay. I had a strange dream the other night. Very strange, Dawn. Most of the dream, I was trying to figure out the square root of five. Mm -hmm. I did not know how to figure it out. And I knew I had to go and tell my professor the answer soon. Mm. A lot of pressure. Another part of my dream is that I was in my bed in a pond and I kept worrying about the bed not being high enough (laughs) and that I was going to get wet. I also couldn't get out of bed. Dawn, do you have any thoughts on the craziness? (laughs) By the way, that was not strange or crazy compared to some of the dreams we have read. So what do you have to say to Doug. Doug. Okay, Doug. Well, um, what you're trying to do in your dream is solve a problem, which the square root of five. um, So there's a couple of things going on here. So when you dream about numbers, you are dreaming about um, how it's like a process thought, like the way thoughts are coming into your mind you're dreaming about like the way you allow things to come into your mind. Some things as you're going about your day, day, you can just ignore and people go, you didn't notice that X, Y, and Z happened. And you're like, no, I was focused over here. So you're dreaming about the process of importing thoughts into your brain, which is a pretty heady thing. And also um, when it comes to numbers, um, you're actually uh, the number five is a prime number. And it has to deal with reasoning, okay? So you're dreaming about the process of, you have this problem where you're like, you probably are dreaming about what you're choosing to focus on. Like, do you pause a lot and go, I have to really look at all the details here before I process something. So it's funny because the square root of five, that's an irrational number, you know, because it's not a, even numbers so it's basically the half you know what you would multiply so it's like that's an irrational number what the square root is that's the answer and you might have some irrational thoughts from time to time 
You also are nervous in your dream that you have to report to your teacher, which everybody in a dream is who, Bradley? A part of yourself. That's right. So you're actually Think of teachers. the three characteristics. That's right. So actually person. a teacher specifically, though, like oh. not a person like your old Mrs. teacher Smith. from science yeah. class. No, this is just a teacher in general. That is your super conscious mind. Mm-hmm. You're trying to report to yourself. And what I said about Lacey's dream before is that your super conscious mind knows the whole plan for why you're here. It knows the mature self. So you're like, oh, gosh, I'm spending a lot of time in thought about the process of how I think. And I might be not moving forward because you're nervous about giving that report to your teacher going, I was supposed to know a lot of things by now, but I got mired down in the muck of reasoning. Mm. You know, sometimes we overthink thinking too much. You're thinking too much about things. You're reasoning a lot, which is a good quality. It's good to reason and go. But He's obviously insecure about that. Right. He's feeling like, yeah, that he might be just overthinking things, which you're dreaming about it and your soul's telling you that you probably are so um then we're moving we got to move on to the bed mm-hmm. so he dreamed of a bed in a pond is that right yeah, yeah. a bed in a pond so um but he's we, afraid of getting wet right because it's in the middle like it's in the middle of a pond ponds are not like it's not the ocean so it's not super threatening but um water is conscious life experiences and All you're trying to do is just assimilate because that's what beds are. When you go to sleep, your subconscious mind takes over. And that's the time when we assimilate everything that we learned and processed during the day. But you're like, oh, no, I'm still caught up in the conscious life experiences around me and I can't relax. Yeah. So you're afraid you're not going to be able to assimilate everything you've learned. But you're you're very heady, thinky person. You're not a spontaneous person, Doug, I don't think. And that's not either good or bad. It's just that your soul is giving you feedback. Your soul is like, you're... So listen. Yeah. Your super conscious mind is going, hey, what's the plan, Doug? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. Well, and that's why we dream. Yes. Dawn, thank you so much for those wonderful dream interpretations. If listeners, I'll get there. If listeners want to send you a dream, what do they do? They go to mytalk1071.com. That is the one and only way that I would like you to do it. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so in my house, Jamie presented me with a dream, and I broke it down based on the things (gasps) that you have shared. What? And I don't know. I probably was like, I go, and by the way, that's probably all wrong, but that's what Don uh, would would probably say, because he dreamt his dream took place in a house, Mm -hmm. and I was like, that's your mind, probably your subconscious mind, right, Mm -hmm. where he was. On the uh, in the house, like on the main level of the house. Uh huh. And uh, then my mother was in his dream, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, it's not about my mom. Yeah, it's about the three qualities that my mom represents to yes. you." And so he named those things. Uh huh. And I was like, "So that's probably." And there was other stuff I don't remember, but basically. You can play the home game if you listen to Dawn interpret dreams long enough. You'll Yay. start to suck these. Um, little tidbits of information out of the uh, shellfish. That Suck is... it out of the shellfish. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, the analogy of like, <laughs> mm, look at this tasty little morsel I just sucked out <laughs> from all this knowledge Don gave yeah. me on this uh, like Long John Silver seafood platter <laughs> of life. Okay, that was a bad analogy. But anyway, thank you for yeah. that, Don. Your knowledge uh, has been put to great use around the world. 
Saving lives and making children happy. Oh, my gosh. When we come back, you are going to tell us about a pilot. A pilot who essentially read a plane on the appropriate etiquette. Oh, I love it. In today's just terrible, terrible age of horrible behavior. When we come back, we'll hear all about it right here on My Talk. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, My Talk, 1071, everything entertainment. I am not, I'm clicking away from Costco.com Thank you. caskets. Because I seriously was like, oh, this is a great gift. Um, anyway, let's move on to something oh that unfortunately God. ties into this topic, which is Lisa Marie oh. Presley's God. home. She has passed away. Recover. You can recover. I've seen it before. You walked yourself right into that hole. Well. She, you're tap dancing. No, you're You're great at tap dancing. Okay. So tap dance to the other side of the stage now. So the home went up for sale two <laughs> days ago, or now three days ago. Yeah. Uh, and it was up for sale for, uh, let's see, how much? It's. $4.6 million. She is the only child of Elvis and Priscilla Presley. So she did inherit some money, of course, from um, taking care of business enterprises, uh, you know, just taking care of the estate. So she had this huge mansion. I literally just thought you meant that the name of <laughs> like her business was taking care of business enterprises. Oh. Because just the way you said it was funny to me. I was like, oh. She had a business called Taking Care of Business Enterprises, and you meant TKB. Taking care. Oh, you really do? No, Elvis had rings that said TKB. Oh, because then I thought you were saying Taking Care of Business Enterprise, like she was taking mm-hmm. care of business enterprises. Like, oh, business enterprises. Okay, no, it literally t- TKB. Oh, okay, so that's hilarious. I just went on the a Presley journey. Estate. Okay, so um, anyway, back to the house. It's four. I'm sorry, seven thousand four hundred and forty square feet. In the San Fernando Valley neighborhood so of small. Calabasas. Right. It sits on a <laughs> 0.3-acre plot atop a hilltop cul-de-sac in a gated community. Um, so what we like to do on the show, you can go to our show links page and look at Lisa Marie Presley's house. It's and a just re- feel broke. You can frankly. feel broke. Um, it's, um, But I will say... It's really just as I look more and more at Calabasas homes, they all kind of look similar. I'm sorry, can I just be honest? What? I don't what? like this house. You I'm not going to use bad words because may she rest in peace, but that's not my style. Okay. There, it, it just looks like a lot of what I would imagine is in Calabasas. Is this what you were getting at? This is in Calabasas, yeah. Yeah, but what I mean is like where you the point you were trying to make was that they look a lot like cookie cutter, kind of yeah. ostentatious, McMansion-y. Yes. Look at that house. Look at the first picture for the audience. It's from the rear view, right? Mm-hmm. Picture one in yeah. that slideshow. Mm-hmm. And the proportions are all off. It's like, did somebody like, like who designed that home? Because there is no sense of design. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, look at how different the window sizes are. The cutouts are all oh, different. You're so right. The proportions are off. The window size on the left-hand side, that is really weird. 
Yeah. You have a big picture window. Because and then everybody you have a wants big window. windows, right? Mm-hmm. Which I totally get, but they kind of just don't go with the style of the house, which Looks if you like were to say, stucco. what's the style of the house, you'd have a hard time like putting your finger on exactly, like maybe it's Spanish. Uh, European, faux European style. Yeah. The roofs are peaked. It sort of looks like a fake chateau as far as the the roof goes. But I really am focusing now on that one window that could you just have made it a little bit longer? The yeah. small window is up about six inches in height from the other big picture. It doesn't make sense. That's <clears throat> not a great design. No. And and again, I, like uh, that's just not my style of home. If you said, hey... Yeah. Uh, you can have Lisa Marie's home. I'd be so grateful, and I'd be like, I'm going to move in tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I would probably not change very much. But if I had my druthers, and that's what we're doing here is being petty. Yeah. That wouldn't be my style. What about you? And that's no judgment. It's just not mine. No, I completely agree. It just looks very manufactured, like almost like when you're um, at Disney World and you're going into a set. You know, yeah. of like a fake Main Street. It's like here's what rich people look like. Yeah, and you're like, or here's what not rich people think rich people look like, which always makes me wonder, like, who, what? Yeah, I don't know. It's not like I know what rich people homes are supposed to look like. Well, it I just depends person. on what style that you like. This has like a fake little. Roman but even when fountain. you don't know the style, you can tell good style, right? I would say so. Yeah. Uh, in the inside, like I love, um, I don't even know how to describe this ceiling, but I just see it so much where it's the second, it's the third picture that it's like, uh, it's like a grid and then it's recessed into yeah, there's like a name fake for that. beams. I don't, know, what that I don't is. know. It's like sort of simulating like old wood beams of a cottage in France, <laughs> but it isn't. It's like a cheap looking version. Um, It is beautiful. Don't get us wrong, but it just doesn't feel very homey. Box beam? Box beam. Apparently, box beam or coffered ceiling. Okay. Okay. Uh, I love, you know, how spacious the entryways are. There's a cool room that feels cozy that's like a movie room, it looks like. That's the one, like, rich people room that I would like to have Mm -hmm. that I don't have in my house is a movie room. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um I mean, it's a nice home, and I'm sure having Lisa Marie attached to it is the reason why it sold in two days. That, look at the market we're in. Also, it's Calabasas. It's on a hilltop. Yeah, your next door neighbor is probably the Kardashians. Yeah, well, and I think it's just like you probably get a lot of privacy. It's ideal real estate. It's up high. Yeah, you look out into the hills. Um and there's a lot of outdoor space, or maybe it's just the way. It, that's something that I definitely would want, private outdoor space. So if you could describe what your style is, what would it be? Would you be able to put a, you know, put your finger on it? Or oh, I, just want, I just want. Something that's paid for. I just want something that's paid for. <laughs> no, I want a lot of outdoor space. Like my whole thing is in my next life. I would like to live in a home that has less home and more outside space mm. that I can live outside in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because then when you have less home space, you got more stuff or you, you have less stuff. Because the last thing I want is more stuff. Like I'd love a bigger home, but I don't want to fill it with a bunch of crap. That's right. It's, yeah. Oh, God. And there are a lot of people who buy big homes and they're empty. I've heard like they don't have. Yeah. They spent beyond their means. And then they're like. 
there are a lot of empty rooms where they just really sure. it isn't in the budget or the plan to furnish those rooms. If I had to pick an actual style, I would probably say like I just love an old home. You know, like in in the Twin Cities, like you know, an old Victorian home. Oh, sure, yeah. But then you go to like a beautiful, like a beautiful new construction home, and you're like, I could get used to this. Right, right. It doesn't come with the problems that an old home has. Having lived now for many many years in a hundred plus year old home, I can tell you that. Stuff. Oh, a lot of work. I'm we sure. just had a leak pop up the other day. Oh, out no. Out of nowhere. But in a new home. So but it's Hero like. Hero Home Services is there ca- to help. Look with. at you. Callhero.com. <laughs> That's right. Get it in. That's right. Uh, but, you know, I- I'm sure they'll be. <laughs> I always end it with this. Good luck to you. And I'm sure they'll be very happy. <laughs> What's your favorite? <laughs> um, I grew up in a house style? that was English Tudor. So that's kind of fun. It had a little tower. Um, you know, it looks like um, like Beauty and the Beast cottage. Like it has white sort of stucco with the crisscross beams on the oh, okay. outside. Sure. Um, yeah. And a little turret. You know, with stucco my parents on the built outside. A home. White stucco. Um, I guess it was. Yeah. But now my mom's redone it, and it's all brick. So I'm like, oh, okay. The charm of our home hmm? is gone. But well, ended on a happy note, Don. Yeah. Good luck to you, dear friends. When we come back, sorry, got to do this. Huh? We're going to take a little turn and talk about Zachary Ty Bryan. Mm. It's a really sad story, but one I think we should um, sort of pull apart and understand what's actually going on behind the headlines when sure. we come back right here on my. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at your boat club. I was just talking to a friend this morning about the benefits of your boat club. And truly, you're not going to believe this. I mentioned this before, but it's absolutely 100% true. One of the biggest benefits of being a member of your boat club is just us time. Jamie and I have had so much fun spending time on the water on the weekend. We've uh, It's been a handful of times now. We're going to head back this weekend. We've been trying out different lakes around the metro. The whole process of your boat club is super duper easy. I go online, I select our reservation, where we want uh, to be on the water for the weekend. We show up, we walk down the dock, get on the boat, and we're on the water all day long. Then we come back, your boat club helps us get everything back. It is so super duper easy and it's just a great day for us to be together. Head to yourboatclub.com today for more details. Tell them Bradley sent you. My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. If you miss any of this show, you can go back and download our podcast uh, that will be up in its entirety shortly after the show. Uh, now we have to talk about an unfortunate case. Uh, a child, well, I guess former child star, Zachary Ty Bryan, who was one of the stars of Home Improvement, had some ca- uh, a case brought up against him, a domestic violence case that has now turned into something bigger. Yeah, so I know this story is sad, but I think we can have a frank conversation about what happened this time, the last time, and now, and this is why the story that I saw last night that I thought we could talk about, what his fiance is telling the media. So his fiance, Johnny Faye Cartwright, has come forward to show her support for Zachary Ty Bryan amid the legal troubles that he's facing. She said, quote, he, uh, she will always want what's best for the father of her children following his arrest. And Mike, you brought this to our attention 
Well, it must have been last week, right, when it happened? Yeah. Or shortly thereafter? Late last week or early this week, one of the two, yeah. And she said, quote, trauma can bring struggles in many shapes and forms. It's a horrible situation that's going to be spun in so many ways. I've learned firsthand the truth will never align with what's been put out there. She went on to say, ask for everyone to be, be respectful of our privacy for the sake of children and our families so the healing process can begin. Now, this all stems with the story that took place on Friday. So, yeah, we probably talked about it at the beginning of this week that back in Oregon, uh, Eugene, Oregon, in fact, on Friday, the police department issued a statement saying that around. Well, we can talk about the details, but I just wanted to get out the part where she's saying, you know, respect our privacy right now. This is a complicated thing. And I thought, well, that's a nuanced statement because this is allegedly the woman that was part of this domestic violence dispute. Like she would have been the victim in this Mm -hmm. case. And, you know, as the audience or the people reading this story, Mm -hmm. you're going to have your own biases and reactions. Yeah. But I will say, I thought, okay, this is an interesting statement. She is probably trying to protect herself and at the very same time minimize, you know, the media hysteria. Well, I don't want to call it hysteria because it's not like it's the biggest story of the day but Mm -hmm. you understand that yes when stuff like this gets public it affects you know i'm sure her in her daily life right so this is like um from what it looks like this is a repeat offender situation because in 2020 they had a similar incident three years ago in the same town he's going to the same jail um yeah. Yeah. So the incident that uh, that she was referencing took place on Friday, or the one that we learned about on Friday, which is him going to jail is the result of behavior that took place in 2020, mm. and these things are connected. Meaning, by him doing what he did this week, he ended up back in jail because of his protective uh, the protective order, or whatever the mm. you know legalese is around this. So let me just kind of like spell it out for you. So. This is what the police said at the time at around six o'clock on July 28th. Eugene police received a report of a physical dispute between a male and an adult female. The dispute was reported to have occurred several hours prior and the suspect, Zachary Ty Bryan, uh, had left the location. They then essentially found him and took him to jail. And it sounds like it's because it violated uh, a domestic violence. Um. Your protective order. Protective yeah. order or whatever. whatever he was on probation. From this probably. 2020 yeah. incident. And so it was that original incident, which then led to this incident, which led to him going back to jail. And it's not to like minimize the event itself, but it is to say like, I mean, this is clearly an issue for him. And hopefully he's going to be getting the help that he needs because this is now more than once with the same individual mm-hmm. and also the, the mother, mother of his, his children. Fa- yeah. The mother so is- she's not going anywhere. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, so it looks like he pled. Um, he was booked on three charges in 2020. Strangulation, fourth degree assault and interfering with making a report. And, and was sentenced to like a bunch of probation, like 36 years, or uh, not 36 years, 36 months. Right. Years. Uh, so, you know, he's, it also looks like he's said that all of this has been blown out of proportion. Yeah. 
which that's the most disappointing thing to hear. Like, oh, it, ha- it wasn't that bad or all of this here's, has been blown out of proportion. Here's what he said at the time. We didn't even really get that physical. OK, if you have to say we didn't get really physical, that, that physical. doesn't say you didn't get physical, which we don't get physical or we're no. not supposed to. No. Right. Law. Legal stuff. Anyway, uh, we got really loud. And also notice the use of the term we. Mm. We. Yeah, not me. we. Not I statements. We. We got really loud. We were screaming. And because we were in a townhome that had thin walls, everyone could hear. Sounds like a lot of excuses, right? Sure does. And also to um, put it into the context of we equally had an incident minimizes your part in it Thank as you. the aggressor. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was not put in jail also. Yeah. So the law says that you were the one who, you know, was the perpetrator. He said, um, yeah, it goes on. At the end of the day, I'm just grateful that she's in a place where she can at least protect herself and her family. And hopefully people will respect that and allow them to deal with what they need to deal with, meaning he needs to take care of himself. Yeah, anger management issues. All right, when we come back here on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, oh my God, Dawn, do you want to spend the night with Gwyneth Paltrow? In what way? Well, I'll tell (laughs) you. I can't believe that it's August already. Uh, If you're feeling a little pressure when it comes to you know, the summer is going by and I haven't lost weight yet. I totally understand that. I was there about five years ago and Livia came in and organized my life. Livia Weight Control Centers has a great deal going on right now. It is 50% off your personalized program when you mention me. It's called Livia Days and it's the best deal of the summer. So please don't wait because this isn't going to last forever. And they need you to call today so that they can help you organize your life. That sounds like, you know, Marie Kondo is going to come in and redo your life. No, what I'm saying is your life can get very complicated. And with simple plans that work for you, that are customized for you, um, these plans can really work. It's actually really easy to lose weight with Livia. So take it from me. I did it. Give them a call. Uh, 50% off your personalized program when you mention me. 855-GO-LIVIA. Or you can visit them at Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com.